produced with podcasting gear from Tascam, including the Tascam Mini Studio. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. Microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. Forgive the interruption, but I believe this requires your attention. Meanwhile, at the above-ground underwater suborbital volcano lair... This is urgent. We need a response team. We're already putting together the best move. With all due respect, sir, so am I. I have a plan. It's real! Mighty Marvel Geeks. That's what we call ourselves. Sort of like a team. Team? No, no, no. We're a chemical mixture that makes chaos. We're we're a time bomb. Well then, son, you've got a condition. Your show about all things Marvel with Mike, Kylan, and Eric. What a bunch of losers. I am group. That I did know. These people may be isolated and unbalanced, but I believe with the right push, it can be exactly what you need. Suit up. I'm bringing the party to you. I have indeed been uploaded, gentlemen, online and ready. Meanwhile, across town at the home for the mentally deficient. And welcome to another issue of Mighty Marvel Geeks. It is the intrepid trio, Eric, Kylan, and myself, Mike. And you know, this is not the place where you yell Hell Hydra for more calamari. No, no, we don't do that. No, no, no. 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 You, you hold up your plate, holler another, and then slam it down. There you go. Yep. Yeah, that, that's. Yep. So check out the homepage, MightyMarvelGeeks.net. Down the right-hand side is our affiliates. Support them, supports us. No cost to you. No additional cost to you. Also, too, check out our partners. Um, found me, F-O-U-N-D-M-I. But, you know, just click the picture. It'll take you to the site. And Heroes and Villains, who they just introduced, gentlemen, a Bounty Hunters collection based around Boba Fett. Okay. Stuff looks great. And they just gave a sneak peek that one of the San Diego Comic-Con exclusives, which we will talk about the Marvel stuff later, but this kind of fits because Star Wars is Marvel as well, a Stormtrooper backpack that looks amazing. And and the new Sith Trooper hat and pin that they're ha- they're going to sell as well. Also, too, check out our web store where you can get yourself a nice Captain Marvel or Spider-Man baseball jersey or get yourself a nice ball cap, knit hat, sweatshirt, T-shirt, etc. It's all right there. Hockey jerseys. Um, so, yeah, all that supports the show. Uh, you can always reach us at MMG at MightyMarvelGeeks.net or follow us on Twitter at MarvelGeeks or Facebook and Instagram at MightyMarvelGeeks. So I just want to give a quick kudos to Disney for shutting down clickbait rumors. Okay. Yeah, when Disney calls you out specifically as a, quote, unscrupulous source. Oh, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then and then that unscrupulous source tries to say, well, we're not that unscrupulous because we've been right all the time. Um, I will go back to an episode that we talked about here in 2016, September 2016. I think Eric mm-hmm. was off that day. Okay. Where we called out this specific website about Universe of Energy closing that fall because Guardians of the Galaxy roller coaster was going to start construction. 
Yeah, I remember that. For those of you following along at home, this is what is considered a mic rant. Yeah. Please, Mike, yeah. carry on. <laughs> now, my I don't think my rants are as good as Jeff's. No, no. We are we are referring to Jeff Davis there on Sorcerer Radio, who does the DW60 News Show uh, weekly on the station. And uh, Jeff's rants are like a thing of legend. I think I get close. You you place respectively, respectably, not respectively. Hey, I have no problems finishing underneath the master there. There you go. But when I get some good ones, I get some good ones. When the soapbox starts a rolling, now, fun will add by all. After Disney called this site out twice in the same amount of days, decide, decided to put up a... This is what we're about. And you know what? We get our sources from cast members who put their jobs on the line. You know what? Those cast members are stupid. I'll say that because I'm a cast member. And <laughs> any information that I have mentioned here or on Wookie Radio or Weeby Geeks, the three shows that I am personally involved with, I have never put out anything before it was announced by Walt Disney World public or the Walt Disney Company public relations. I'm just going to put this out here. I have tried asking you stuff off the record, off mm-hmm. camera, off mic, and he, and he has told me no. He and said, he's told I, me I no. I can't tell you. No, I cannot tell you that there's going to be a rose garden in every bathroom at Magic Kingdom now. Oh, crap. Let's put it this way. I knew two months before they turned Spaceship Earth into the Death Star for the Rogue One premiere or for the Rogue One press event that, that it was happening. And you would not tell us. And I kept my mouth shut for two months. I teased you guys about it, but I didn't say a darn thing until Disney Parks no, blog didn't. blew it three days before the event. And I still then think- you said, hey, hey, that's that's what I knew. Yeah. Yeah. So I've been telling you guys I knew something I couldn't tell you. Well, this is what that's that's it. Yep. So I mean, I knew before it was officially announced that Reflections of Earth was going away. And well, that's been talked and I have known that for a couple of years now. And I know one of the main reasons why it's going away. And I'm not sure if that's public knowledge, but. Well, it, all right, here's the deal. They may be saying that and may be truthful in saying that. But for every one of them out there that says something, there are several more that won't. And right now, I trust the ones who don't. Yep. Well, let's put it this way. They claim, oh, here are stories we got right. And one of the stories is the Guardians of the Galaxy roller coaster at Magic Kingdom or at uh, Epcot. Okay, cool. You got the fact that Universe of Energy was going away and being replaced with Guardians. Kudos to you. Here's where I say you got the story wrong. I don't care if you put the disclaimer at the end. We don't have exact dates yet, but you kept pitching in the main story. It was going down fall of 2016. Guess what? It was October 1st, 2017, which, of course, this is all during the time I'm up in Georgia dealing with my dad's death. Yeah, I still remember all this crap vividly, and I don't mean crap in that way. It's that was a crap week, week and a half for me. And so anything like this, I'm just I throw it in that crap category. Um, That's when it was announced 
by Melissa Valaket, vice president of Epcot, that Universe of Energy was going away and in its place is going to be the Guardians coaster. I'm sorry. Since that announcement didn't happen until a year later, that wasn't a story you got right. That was a lucky guess. And you were wrong because you didn't get it in the year that it you were claiming it was going to happen. That says you're wrong. Okay, and one of the points in the the issue that, that we have with sites like this is that people will take these rumors and it'll get it'll go viral. Oh yeah. Yeah. It goes it'll viral go fast. Viral and the misinformation spreads like wildfire. And that is why when we talk a rumor for anything Marvel related, we do try our best to emphasize the fact this is a rumor and only a rumor and that we don't treat it as fact. No, no, we don't even we try really try not to even treat it as a credible rumor. It's just basically, hey, here's some crazy stuff that we've heard. Yeah. And a lot of times we make fun of that. True. Or we go, if this is true, here's how we would do it better. I mean, and uh, like when we're even when we're doing show prep and when we're discussing our stories and if if we do uh, you know as we like, you know, look through the stories and we're say, hey, you know, this seems more of a rumor. There's a serious discussion about if we if it, there's a lot of stuff that doesn't even make it on the show. Just for the very fact that that there's it's speculative, you know. Yeah, if something is like if we look at something, we go, "This is really just one person's opinion." Oh, there's a lot of opinion pieces that don't make it on the show. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's it's the ones that are very outlandish that we get on, and as you guys know, we we destroy. Yeah, because it's entertaining. It may not be to you guys, but it is to us. And we don't we don't do this to to set ourselves up as, you know, ooh, look at us. We are mighty. We are the cat's meow. We are the experts on all things Marvel. No, we're not. No. We're three guys who well I'm not don't get me wrong, I'm not saying we're not freaking geniuses, but I am saying we're we're three guys who enjoy sitting around a computer monitor and chatting Marvel geeking out about all things Marvel and something, you know, we do get a a good bit of stuff, right? Right. When we talk about stuff, Uh, we have been known to get a thing wrong or two as well. Right. Or seven or eight. Uh, Well, you you don't have to get too far. I think there was that one time I thought I was wrong. Turns out I was just mistaken, but uh, you just happened to, uh, we just happen to have a good time, and we hope that you're enjoy that, that yeah. you are entertained by it as well. Uh, yes. Uh, here's the thing: none of us claim to be experts on Marvel. No. I, for a fact, am probably the least expert on this show, mm-hmm. but I think I've done a pretty good job pulling my weight because I have my strengths elsewhere. Now, comics, yeah, I'm getting a little better. There's a lot I don't know. That's why Kylan and Eric are are here to make. <laughs> but I make a. But when it comes to like the music and soundtracks, that's your jam. Or or Dude, the movies. We would not I'm be pretty, doing the show without you. No, we wouldn't. I mean, I'm pretty decent with the movies. So, uh, yes, I do read the books. But my world, being an audio engineer, the movies is where I happen to catch more of my expertise with things. Mm-hmm. 
So, so, so having said all that, this is why we tend to, uh, I guess, I guess we get triggered when you have sites that go off with these wild rumors, just because it's like, if we're going to come out here and we're going to talk about something, we want to make sure we, we get it right. We want to make sure exactly. we're informed. Yeah. I mean, I, I just brain farted. Sorry for the green smoke in the room. Um, <laughs> Have you tried turning it off and turning it back on again? I'm afraid to. Okay. Or system failure. Um, Do you want to start your mic in safe mode this time? No. <laughs> Activating security protocol self-destruct sequence. No, 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 no. Don't need to do that. Um, it, it's, it's one of those we do not talk about rumors or speculation with Marvel in the parks. Mm -mm. And if we do, I'm not the one who's bringing up that story. Even under this new format that we're doing, I will not bring up that story. And 90% of the time, when you guys hear me, I'm either saying nothing or I'm going, yep, I can't say. Yep, can't say. I throw out all plausible deniability as I can because I like my job. And... Unlike these other sites. Well, you have a vested interest in in all this in that you do not have the luxury of being able to throw these things out there. No. And I I guarantee you, I probably know more information than what a lot of these sites are, are getting from their sources. Unless these people, which now that they have said that, oh, we have cast members who put their jobs on the line to give us this information, uh, I guarantee you those cast members better be looking over their shoulders. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I mean, and, you know, one of the things, and, and I say this all the time when I talk about the show um, off, uh, off the mic, is I, I tell people all the time that one of the things I do love about the show is that, we care about content on here. You know, I not uh, realize that sometimes listening to our rabbit hole <laughs> conversations, but we do. But we yeah. do. We, we, we do because trust us. It, it, well, we don't. You really don't want to be in our heads, but it, it oh, makes, you really don't want to be in my head. It, it, it makes sense in some way, but. At least, you know, when you get stuff on here, you, you the information that you get on the show. It is it's it's been vetted. It is no, it's legit. Um, our credibility matters to us. Yep. You know, it, it really does. Now, 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 our reputations that might be a little sketchy, but at least we're credible. So, I, how credible are we, Eric? You were with me when we interviewed uh, Brian Crosby, right? No, That's I work. think that was right before I joined. Really, I think so. I don't remember talking to Brian Crosby where we talked about. Uh, the Iron Man attraction over at Shanghai? Uh, I suffer from CRS, man. I'm just going to call okay. that. Well, let's put it this way. <laughs> we we had an interview on this show with him, and we talked about the Iron Man attraction at Shanghai shortly after it was announced. This is while he was still an Imagineer before he left to go work for Marvel events. I had to take that whole interview, that whole show, render it, or take that whole section talking about Iron Man, render it out, send it to him to send to Disney legal to get approved. It came back going, we need this section redone. We prefer you at re-ask this question this way. Since that was my question, Brian and I got back on. We re-recorded that section. I plugged it right back in. 
took that whole bit out, resent it back, sent it, had a Disney Legal listen to it. Disney Legal is like, we sign off on this. Enjoy. Publish the show. Okay. Uh, just FYI, that was issue number 26 was it from May back? of 2014. Yes. Wow. May of 2014. That was about two dozen episodes before, oh, excuse me, issues, because we have issues. Uh, about two dozen issues before I joined up. Uh, okay, so that was me and Ken. Yeah. And it, it's one of those, this is the grounds we'll go to. And I believe at the time, we pretty much scooped that ride. We put information out there that about some of that ride, that some of these other Disney blog sites were trying to counterdict. And apparently they never listened to the show because I'm like, uh, you guys are wrong. And I had someone tell me, oh, yeah, prove it. So listen to my show because I got one of the Imagineers talking about it. And it's all talk that's been pre that's been approved by Disney legal. I have pulled an interview from Wookiee Radio because the guest who was on had an NDA with Lucasfilm. Started talking about some stuff that we, we all thought was clean and kosher. They came back and said, uh, you're kind of violating the NDA. We pulled the episode. I was asked. I complied. And we have had guests who have come on and said, look, you cannot ask me about such and such. Mm-hmm. John Anderson just yeah, recently. That's exactly who I'm thinking about. Yeah, he said, yeah, John Anderson, before the, the show started, he said, guys, you can't talk to me. You can't ask me anything about Avengers Endgame. We're like, cool. And this, it was right before, it was right before Endgame came out. So it, was two it, was, weeks before, it was two weeks before, yeah. 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 So, I mean, full respect. If someone asks, we're not going to turn around and go, yeah, we're not going to say anything, record it anyway, and release it as Patreon footage, which we haven't done that in a while. Um, and get someone in trouble. No, no. Yeah, I like I our mean, repu- I like our reputation. I I like the fact that we're considered fun. Guests trust us. Guests find us reliable. Point in blank. Point case in point. Finally, I get the right words out. The Fantastic Four interview. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I mean, come on. That interview pretty much did itself without without very much effort on our part. <laughs> <laughs> that that literally that honestly was and you you guys can you guys can verify this it pretty much was sit back and watch it happen oh yeah i was like michael jackson with the popcorn it was just just sitting yes and just you know don't mind me i'm just here for the comments you know and we got done that with the was- show we're like you know what this one's not going on sorcerer radio because it's too long and we can't cut it yeah and with the language Yep, Max issue, well, and, I, and I'm, it was, it was totally fine. I was okay with it, because it was sincere. It was not coaxed. It was not. It was well, not we for shock back. No, it, it was sincere with the way everything went down. That, that will be one of the most memorable interviews of oh, yeah. my podcast career, because yeah. those, th- that group had such authentic, legitimate affection for each other. And to just be there to witness it as it was happening. Not just for each other, no. but for their movie. Now I, this is like this is a this was a movie that was never intended to be released. I want Disney to release it now on Disney Plus and give it a proper Blu-ray release. I, I, I would love that because I mean I to this day the way they explained the powers and why they manifested the way they did in that movie, 
I, I don't understand why nobody's picked that up with any of the other Fantastic Four movies because that just made perfect sense to me. That yeah. was, To me, that was genius writing. That yeah. was the closest to the comic material you could get. Yes. But speaking of movies, speaking of people we would love to have on the show, I'm talking to you, Joe, and Anthony Russo. Uh, apparently, um, they're poised to have a lot of surprises up their sleeves, uh, specifically at um, San Diego Comic-Con, which is the start of the Geek New Year. Yes, it is. Because okay, I'm going to call it New Avengers movie, West Coast. <laughs> Yeah, I wanted I wanted to be the one to call it and not you because, you know, it's expected from you. So this is the secret lair of the West Coast Avengers. I always wondered. I'm Special Agent Tony. Dinozo, yes. You know what, though? I mean, Best really, West think Coast about Avengers it, reference ever. You know, when I because I love I love uh, NCIS LA. When that happened, my jaw dropped. And I was like. I think I actually made that noise, but I still can't get the pat facts past the fact that they've got the real life Edna mode working on that show. Yeah, they do. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so anyway, the date, of course, is uh, seven nineteen nineteen is the day of the Russo brothers panel, uh, which is scheduled at eleven a.m. West Coast time, and it seems like it, it could be more than just a look back at Infinity War and Endgame. Uh, maybe, as rumors have been suggested, there may be an Avengers reunion. Um, or they could be announcing the plans of something new that they're going to be tied to <clears throat> West Coast Avengers. Please do it. Well, you did. Avengers Please. Tower. Avengers Tower is gone. The yeah. Avengers Complex that was in upstate New York is demolished. Okay, and what Avengers? Do, what Avengers do we have? We have War Machine. Yep. Check. Um, Falcon slash or, Captain sorry, America. Captain America. Check. Yep. Uh, Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier. Soldier. Um. Then, Scarlet, Witch. You know, Scarlet Witch, we may be getting a new Black Widow in there because we know that Black Widow is actually more like a code name as opposed to a person. Yeah, there may you know, be another Black Widow out there. I, I don't think we need another Black Widow. We need a spy. You have. We, we could end up with Kate, Kate Bishop. Kate Bishop. Oh, yeah, because we're getting a Kate Bishop series. Oh, oh. So Clint could be back in a part-time role. Right. Have, he could be the Training Kate. Could have Black Panther. Black Panther. Love to see the introduction of Tiger. Wait, hey, Black Panther. Hey, isn't isn't the Wakanda in that school that uh, that he built? Isn't that in that's LA. that's like in L.A. Right? Yep. Oh, oh. Yep. You know, it wouldn't be the first time a school is being used as a cover for a superhero base. Uh, you know, you're right. I don't know what you're talking about because I I did put in an application for the Xavier School for the Gifted because I thought I was gifted. Apparently, I wasn't gifted enough. Well, you know, I'm sorry to tell you this, but in superhero terms, you're a muggle. <laughs> oh, I, I like to think that I'm in I, I'm in the vein of uh, Wyatt Wing. Was it Wyatt Wingfoot? Yeah. Uh, they, okay. You know, he doesn't have powers, but you know. See, I put I put myself there at, at, with Hydra Agent Bob. Oh wait, never mind. No, uh, no, 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 no. The only member of Hydra to wear a red shirt. <laughs> <laughs> It had a lower shooting average than stormtroopers. There you go. 
Um, now, according to the Russos, we have a wonderful working relationship with Marvel Studios and a great passion for what they're doing. Uh, here is the description for their panel. For the Russo brothers, Avengers Endgame was the culmination of an unprecedented four-film, seven-year journey through the Marvel Cinematic Universe that has included some of the most iconic experiences in modern cinema. Come here, directors Joe and Anthony Russo reflect on their on Endgame and their epic road as they segue into life beyond marvel with their new company agbo agbo which happens and to his name Mo. which happens mm-hmm. to include an exciting array of new and old creative friends with their independent film studio agbo the russo brothers aim to nurture talent and create best-in-class content while keeping creative control fully in the hands of the artists this discussion will be moderated by a colander's editor-in-chief Stephen weintraub wouldn't it be great if one day we hear this discussion will be moderated by the hosts of Mighty Marvel Geek, Eric Kylan and Mike. It could happen. It can happen. My question is, why hasn't it happened already? I think they're we can, we can ask questions. We can ask questions. Ask Tom Brevoort. We asked him questions. Ask Tom Hall. We asked him a lot of questions. Ask Tom DeFalco. We asked him questions. Yep. Jim's up, which I thought I did great with that interview. That I, I'm just going to, I was kind of hoping you would mention that tonight because really it was the Jim Zub interview that made me interested in this show. Colin Bunn was a great interview. Yeah. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. Interviews are one of our strong points. I'm just going to say we that. love our interviews. We, we, we love meeting people. We love talking with them, sharing the passion. So surprises. Brian Kessinger. Yes. We asked him a lot of questions. Oh, good Lord. Ethan Sachs. Before the the Fantastic Four interview, I think that was Brian Kessinger's interview was the one that we laughed the most. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I I loved Ethan Sachs as well. Yeah. And and I I think we were one of the first podcasts he ever did because he was still new to the game. Um, I mean, we've had some great stars. Mm -hmm. We really have. Jason Aaron was a fun one. If you go to the guest page of the MightyMarvelGeeks.net website, you'll see a list. Yeah. Uh, the list is not 100% updated. I'm working on that. <laughs> oh, if I had more time. I, I wasn't trying to call you out, but hey, if you're going to own that. <laughs> hey, if I had more yeah, time. One job. One job. Do you know, you, you guys know how busy I am. I know. So, but um, also too hinted at Comic-Con is a Black Widow trailer. That'll be good. That would be awesome. Um, I think that's something that's something that people have really clamored for since Iron Man 2, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Um, now, of course, Marvel will bring out the stars of its next phase, and that'll be a, a big moment uh, as they do their presentation in Hall H. Um, now, getting ready for something like the footage or a trailer for Black Widow means some um, video effects acceleration but if it's up to two or three minutes you can run that <laughs> that can run you a million bucks so i mean some of that's not cheap mm-hmm. um even just to put together a, a three minute clip for for comic-con is added to that budget and and, and it's not cheap by any means um right. now me personally i don't care if i'm seeing production footage with no effects yet but that's me because I'm, I'm that type of guy being a an, an entertainment technician um now this is no means of confirmation that black widow footage will be shown um but it does fall in line with marvel presentations in the past 
Uh, Marvel debuted early footage from films such as Guardians 2, Black Panther, and Infinity War many months before that content was officially released to the public. Uh, seeing that production's been going for almost a month now, it is and is the only upcoming film that's currently in that state. It doesn't seem impossible that the film could follow a similar suit. But you're going to have to wait until Saturday afternoon of next week, the 20th, to see what they have in store. So, I mean, I wonder if it's just going to be, are are they going to give us just a teaser? Or sometimes when they say teaser, it ends up being more like like a mini version of a full trailer. I don't even think it's going to be that. Do you think it's going to be something more along the lines of what they did with uh, uh, Endgame? Maybe. I think if anything, it may be more along the lines of what they did with Deadpool with the test footage. Okay. I wouldn't mind seeing test footage of a of an action scene. Right. And again, like I said, I don't care if we see cables or not with harnesses mm-hmm. on the actors. Right. That doesn't bother me one bit. Mm-mm. So now to continue on with Comic-Con, how about this one? How about Marvel San Diego Comic-Con exclusives? Exclusives are always fun. Marvel Unlimited Plus members and Marvel MasterCard holders will get a chance to get an exclusive ultra-rare variant cover of Immortal Hulk number 21 with art by Todd Nanook, or Todd Nook for free. This thing looks awesome. So what if you're a card holder, but you're not at a convention? Uh, is there anything that they'll do for them? Nope. Gotta be there to get it. Oh, man. Uh, also, too, here, here are the various T-shirts that they're going to have at the Marvel booth. Uh, they're all going to start at $28 and add $2 for XL, 2XL, and 3XL. Uh, they will go from sizes small to 3X, lady sizes two to uh, small to 2X. And for the Spirit jerseys, they will retail for $60 or add $2 for 2X. And one this shirt I like it says America's with a piece of masking tape that says language. <laughs> that one's awesome. There is a Marvel Comics Group shirt that looks like the old Marvel Comics Group logo that used to be on comics. I like that. Oh, one. I like that one. Yeah. I am inevitable with Thanos. Eh, it's OK. I love the on your left, which is awesome. There's a Marvel with Deadpool laying over the logo. I love that. I love you 3000. I would love to get get that one for zoe yeah there you go um there's a captain marvel t-shirt that says it's all about that superhero life this next one i definitely would want as guardians of the galaxy yes please i don't care if it's a black jersey or black shirt uh there's another marvel logo bullet logo shirt which looks okay um there's a proof that tony stark had a heart arc reactor t-shirt yeah nice uh the iron man t-shirt is pretty cool this is classic I went to Comic-Con, and all I got was this lousy T-shirt with Deadpool on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, there's a Thor dude T-shirt, Thor bro. <laughs> dude, ba- dad bod Thor. Yeah. Yes. Uh, there's a there's another, uh, like a rainbow Marvel T-shirt, which doesn't look too bad. Uh, there's a Marvel 80 Years T-shirt. There's a Spider-Man T-shirt that says, so I was at Comic-Con. Uh, the part of the journey is the end is a great looking T-shirt where it's got the different fonts from the different movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am Iron Man with the Iron Man Infinity Gauntlet. Visit New Asgard. Yes, please. Mm-hmm. I wish they were selling that at the Norway Pavilion. 
Now, see, this would be so awesome to have Thor in that pavilion. Yes, it would. But we can't. Universal. Hey, uh, hey, it doesn't have to be like 100% Marvel Thor. True, true. They had Odin in there. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, there is a worthy t-shirt with the hammer over Cap Shield. Uh, Noli Secudus from Camp Lehigh. Would that be from, uh, from Captain America? Yeah, that's where he trained. Yeah. I would love that shirt. And that's where the uh, the Arnim Zola AI was located in Winter Soldier. Yeah. Uh, I would love that shirt. Mm-hmm. Uh, spirit shirts. We have Wakanda, Spider-Man, the Avengers, Loki, and Make Mine Marvel. I think I like the Avengers one. Nothing against the others, but I kind of like the Avengers one. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Marvel will also have pin packs, which these look like they're based on the Scotty Young um, sketches. You have an Avengers pin set that has Ant-Man, Wasp, Iron Man, Thor, and Hulk. An X-Men pin set with Beast, Iceman, Cyclops, and Xavier. A Spider-Verse pin set with Miles. Uh, now, which Peter... That's that's the black suit Spider Man. Hold on, let me see. From Secret Wars. Uh, uh yeah, that is Spider Gwen, which and Spider Ham, mm-hmm. which I need to get the Spider Ham comic, the annual that just came out a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy with Gamora, Star Lord, which Star Lord looks great. Drax looks great. This whole pin set looks great. Um, Rocket and Groot, and then there's a blind pack two set. Each contains two randomly inserted pins, and you can get anything from Wolverine, Scarlet Witch, uh, Storm, Black Widow, Bucky, Cap Sidekick, Bucky, uh, Cap, Kitty Pride. Who is that with the hair? Is, uh, is, that, is that Ironheart? Yes, it's Ironheart. Yes, Ironheart. Gambit, Kingpin, Namor, Strange, Falcon, the original classic costume. Daredevil and Silver Surfer. If you get the lanyard, you get the uh, Thanos pin. And then there's incentive pins. Spend 60 or more to purchase one, 80 or more to purchase two, or 110 to purchase all three. And it's a Deadpool with Major Gun, uh, Doom and Mr. Fantastic, and Spidey with the Symbiote. Uh, There is a blank artboard Black Cat variant, a Mondo variant of Avengers number 21. That looks pretty. I love that artwork. Uh, Uncanny X-Men number 22, um, which looks pretty cool. I don't recognize who the character is. Which one is this again? Uncanny X-Men number 22. Okay, I see Uncanny X-Men 21. Maybe That's what it is. 21, sorry. That's Rogue. Is it Rogue? Okay. That's Rogue. Yeah, yeah, that's Rogue. Uh, yeah, Captain, that's- Captain Marvel number 7. So that's pretty decent artwork, too. Miles Morales, Spider-Man number eight, it's a Scotty Young variant. That which, looks like a, that looks so much like a Brian Kessinger. Yeah, it does. Does it not? It does. I, I mean, this looks so much like a little Kylo kind of thing. Yeah, <laughs> there is an arc reactor lanyard, and it's got the proof that Tony Stark has a heart, and on the lanyard it says, "I am Iron Man." Uh, so that's from the San Diego Comic Con blog. But, um, I, you know, I'm, I'm sitting here and I'm looking over this with you guys and I cannot take my eyes off of the artboard, the black cat, the artboard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that is that to me is just a reminder of my days in the industry. Not that I was ever up high enough for for Marvel to even notice, although Jim Shooter did know who we were. But 
One of my favorite souvenirs of those days are some of our artboards. And so when I see the artboards there on the on, on the blog page, it's just memories. I remember lining off some of these things and and trying to pencil my own stuff in there. They wouldn't let me pencil, and mainly because I was too slow. But it was still fun. Excuse me, I just had a. No, no, no. I, I just I just broke down the show just for a moment of sad nostalgia. Now Hasbro has <laughs> also launched. Uh, a pretty spectacular Ultimate Marvel Legends six-inch Captain America figure. Uh, this will ship in August, so it's not a Comic Con exclusive, but it is a collectible, and we do try and talk about collectibles here as well. Uh, a cool thing is, it features Steve Rogers riding his vintage motorcycle while sporting his vintage costume. We're talking his military, mo- his army motorcycle, and this thing looks cool. That you know, I normally would not spend forty bucks on an action figure. I am so okay with this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the cat figure also includes his trusty shield, a machine gun with holster, a knife, a removable hel- helmet, and removable saddlebags for the for the motorcycle. Um, this is the probably the best figure that's been released in the 80th anniversary lineup so far. Uh, the Hulk and Wolverine two pack would be second. Um, so, but you can also bundle an option with the vintage Captain America figure and two Professor X figures for $119.99. And these are available over at uh ooh, the Professor X figure is pretty cool too. It comes with the old with the uh cart the comic books uh floating chair. If y'all click that link that is uh click the link on um if you click at the bottom where it says the, the vintage uh it's available right here for 119. There's a link there that says available right here. Yeah, hang on. Oh yeah, okay. Professor Hex. Oh, dude. Okay, that's nice. But I think I just want to stick with with Cap. <laughs> that War Machine helmet looks nice, though. That's, that's the next the, thing. Let's get into the War Machine helmet. I think is my favorite out of all this. Although the the hover chair Professor X, it, it it's pretty nice. Yeah, it is. But I like the Cap better. Yeah. Uh, the war, um, the game verse Punisher War Machine electronic helmet was also recently revealed. Uh, it's inspired by Frank Castle's War Machine armor from Future Fight mobile game, and it will fit most adults. Uh, pre-orders are available at ninety nine ninety nine. Uh, it appears to be a fan channel exclusive over on Entertainment Earth. Okay. And will be available through a handful of specialized retailers. Uh, the helmet features uh, two glowing LED eyes and a magnetized faceplate that can be detached and connected. Uh, Got to be connected to the top. Attaching and detaching the faceplate triggers light up eyes and sound effects. It has a great paint job and finish, including an interior that mimics circuitry. Oh, cool. So, yeah, if you go over, uh, click the link on where they say you can pre-order, it takes you to the uh, Entertainment Earth site, and they show it with it closed, which when I first saw the picture, I didn't realize it was the Punisher War Machine paint job. Mm-hmm. But they also show it with the mask, bat, the face mask up, and, it, and you see the circuitry inside of it. Oh, this, looks, this looks cool. You know, I, you know when, when the Punisher had the War Machine armor, and I thought it was cool, but here's the thing. Who? I mean, he didn't have anybody to, who could maintain that armor, right? I mean, yeah, it pretty much if it got damaged, that was it. See, here's what I would love to do. I would love to buy one of these 
Mm-hmm. Strip it down and give it like a Boba Fett paint job with the Boba Fett helmet. Right. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> see how that turns out just for giggles. Mm-hmm. Or do or do the Iron Spider paint job on it. Oh, that'd be awesome. So, yeah, that would be good too. So, I mean, staying with, with the Marvel theme, let's look at other characters who have worn the armor with the normal War Machine Iron Man armor head. Do that, or what can you do from a mashup like Star Wars? Give do the do a paint scheme of like Boba Fett's helmet on here, or or a clone trooper like a five hundred first trooper on there. You know, I would love to see a Boba Fett Iron Man mashup somewhere. I mean, do do like the the entire Iron Man armor and Boba Fett colors with with the jetpack yep. and the the arm blasters and the Wookiee pelts and. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll tell you what else would be cool to do too. Since they're they show they they're doing it with uh, Clone Wars with the five hundred first doing the Ankins clones doing the tribute to Ahsoka with the face and the and her markings. Yeah, throw that on. Do do this white with the orange face on the on the face mask that pops up. Mm-hmm. Do that Ahsoka tribute. That'd be a cool looking mashup as well. Uh, well, you know, um, I wouldn't mind seeing a a, a Daredevil Punisher, oh, a Daredevil War Machine ma- uh, mashup because you remember back in the nineties, you had that uh, Daredevil went armored for a bit. Yep. So what if you know there's like this power armored version of him? You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be cool. How about a crossbones helmet? Yeah, yeah. Yeah? I mean, that's not too terribly far away from a crossbones helmet. Uh -uh. It really isn't. Or how about Iron Skull when Red Skull took the armor? There's that. There's that one too. Except I don't think he ever had the helmet. It'd be cool. It'd be cool looking. So, um. Well, I'm going to put this up to you guys real quick since we're getting close to time. Four stories left. We have very little time before we hit next major segment. So three of these can be turned into quick final thoughts. One be actual story that we cover quickly. So give us rapid Marvel props, Spider-Verse or Spider-Man and Spider-Verse, Falcon and Winter Soldier or Jane Foster. Give us the Marvel props. Marvel props. That's that's my vote. Uh, Kylan. You know, th- yeah, let's do Marvel props. I'm All good right. with that. Well, we know the Netflix shows are no longer continuing on Netflix. Um, so Marvel is auctioning off several pieces of Daredevil, Luke Cage, and Iron Fist props, including items like business cards, cassette recorders, watches, all the way to clothing, art pieces, and their full costumes. Jessica Jones and the Punisher are not a part of this auction, but but don't be surprised to see these listed um, at a later time. So the first session will be Daredevil, and some of the highlights include um, Foggy's introduction suit, which could go anywhere from $600 to $800, Karen Page's dress from Into the Ring, um, again, six dollars to $800, Jack Murdoch's fight costume, $25 hundred to thirty five hundred bucks mm. wow young matt murdoch's crucifix five hundred to seven hundred dollars kingpin's rabbit in a snowstorm painting five to seven grand murdoch's trapped costume eight to ten grand uh nelson and murdoch attorneys at law plaque three to five grand nobi nobu yoshikiya's ninja costume two to three grand uh fisk's gray striped suit one to fifty 
one hundred or one grand to fifteen hundred. Uh, Daredevil's Billy Clubs rope and holsters twenty five to thirty five hundred, and several versions of Daredevil's costumes like the f- red first iteration costume that will go anywhere between thirty to fifty grand. Mm. Um, Electra side red and black handled side retractable size thirty five hundred to five thousand. Um, in the rail yard costume eight to ten thousand uh, dollars. There is a link with the full catalog. Um, season two or session two will be all about Luke Cage. And there's a bunch of stuff there. Uh, session three will be all about Iron Fist, um, like Colleen Wings, Stunt Katana, and Sheath. Uh, twelve to eighteen hundred. Um, let's see. I am looking at Luke Cage stuff. I am not seeing anything related to uh to when we had our guest on. Oh yeah, yeah. There's nothing there for his. Um, but the auction is the the site is Marvel dot props prop dot com. And who is putting on this auction? A uh, pop store. Is put our prop store is putting on the auction, not uh, Heroes of Hollywood. So, um, on that note, Thursday, if you would please introduce. Here are the picks of the week. And Eric, why don't you start us off since you've got the MU pick this week? Okay, I was looking at the selections for this coming week. And there were a couple of things that kind of caught my eye, and it kind of led to this time around. All of my picks are going to be trade paperbacks because there were, in my opinion, there were some really good ones that came that are coming yeah, out. Yeah. And the first one is Havoc and Wolverine Meltdown trade paperback yeah. uh, by Walt Simonson, John Muth, Louise Simonson, and Kent Williams. Two friends, two mutants, two X-Men. Havoc, gifted with the ability to project devastating plasma bursts. Wolverine, a feral warrior with an uncanny healing factor, an unbreakable adamantium skeleton, and razor-sharp claws. Ambushed by Russian terrorists while on leave in Mexico, the two find themselves caught in a deadly web of international intrigue and betrayal. Can Alex Summers and Logan thwart a plot to bring the Western world to its knees? Beautifully painted artwork combines with fast-paced prose to create a milestone among graphic albums as Havoc and Wolverine star in a landmark X-Men story like no other, collecting Havoc and Wolverine Meltdown numbers one through four. Now, I remember when this came out, and I remember the artwork just being so different from anything that I had seen to that point, and... I think uh, I think this predates all the Alex Ross, you know, Kingdom Come and and Marvels and all that stuff. And so it was kind of like if you've seen that, then you see this and you're kind of like, yeah, I recognize that. So there you go. Kylan, your first pick of the week. My first pick is Daredevil. Number eight uh, brought to us by Chip Zdarsky, Lalit Kumar Sharma. Uh, you should come on the show. See if I get uh, help me get that right. That's what I think. Um, <laughs> That's our standard answer. If we can't pronounce somebody, we invite them on the show to tell us how they do pronounce it. Exactly. Uh, with Daredevil still missing, his shadow looms large over Hell's Kitchen, and ordinary citizens are starting to feel his absence. Detective Cole, Detective Cole North may dis- may think he's stopped Daredevil, but there are bigger problems coming his way. Okay. Well, my first pick is one of my favorite ladies in in the Marvel universe. 
And I'm going with Captain Marvel number eight. Y'all thought I was going somewhere else. There is no Squirrel Girl this week. I I was thinking Dr. Aphra, but... There's no Spider-Gwen this week either. And Gwenpool's over. (laughs) But... Uh, Captain Marvel, number eight, it's Kelly Thompson, Cameron Nunez, Canario, or Can- Canero, <coughs> and the cover is Amanda Connor. This cover looks awesome. Uh, Captain Marvel, Falling Star, from the moment she returned to the to full-time Avengers duty in New York City, get a rope. Uh, Captain Marvel's life has been nonstop and slightly weird. She's about to take on a brand new threat and a very old one when her Cree heritage is exposed to the world in a dramatic fashion. Carol goes from most beloved hero to public enemy number one overnight, and it's pushing her to the darkest edge. Can she save the day even while the world turns on her? Does she want to? Mm. So, Eric, your second pick of the week. Okay, my second pick of the week. Surprise, surprise, another trade paperback. It is Wolverine The Long Night by Ben Percy, Marcio Takara, and Raphael Albuquerque. Marvel's hit scripted podcast comes to life on the printed page. Following a string of mysterious deaths in Burns, Alaska, Special Agent Sally Pierce and Tad Marshall investigate, but soon find more going on than meets the eye. Rundown cabin in the middle of nowhere, feral children lurking in the trees, a sinister cult worshipping in a cathedral of night, and a serial killer on the loose. Everyone has their own suspicions about the culprit, but the evidence keeps pointing investigators back to a certain Claude Loner. As the body count climbs and the small town spirals further into chaos, one man, one monster, sits at the center of it all. It's a Logan story like no other, collecting Wolverine, the Long Night Adaptation, numbers one through five. Okay. Kylan's second pick. Uh, My second pick is Secret Warps, Ghost Panther Annual, number one. This is brought to us by Al Ewing, Carlos Gomez, Daniel Kibblesmith, and... Ig Guara, Secret Warps, Part 3, Days of Future Mars. The stunt-riding cursed king of Wakanda, the Ghost Panther, heads to the far future in the year 2099. Can he rally the inheritors of the legacy of his fellow heroes to defeat the Martian invaders? Plus, a bonus tale of T'Challa taking on creatures of the night alongside Nightblade. Okay. Well, you know, now I will go with my favorite female character in the Marvel Universe, Star Wars Dr. Aphra number 34. I knew that was coming somewhere. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love this character so much. I own a vintage carded figure of her when they that was the fan choice selection. That's on the wall. I have her loose because the first one I got, which don't order extra figures from Walmart to their online because mine came with a huge crease across the board. Well, I came a a loose one, and then a couple weeks ago, I got the Black Series, Dr. Afra, and BT-1. I'm missing triple zero, and uh, so soon I will get triple zero. The only thing I'm missing is Kota Bayuka to do a Dr. Afra figure, (laughs) and then I'll have her to go with my (laughs) lovely triple zero and BT-1 that I got at Celebration that Eric witnessed me pick up. Yes, yes, I did. <laughs> that was a gorgeous set. That's a gorgeous set. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I, I have fallen in love with this character. It's we haven't we 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 haven't said it enough that we need these in the films. I would love to see her have 
her own solo film, a Star Wars story film, where she could be turned into that Star Wars Indiana Jones character. You know, I think there's probably a pretty good chance of that. And if so, mm-hmm. how about we get the actress who's playing Mulan to play her? Ooh, I had not thought about that, but I like that. I like that pick. Either that <laughs> or we get the actress who plays Mulan's daughter in the Descendant Disney Channel Descendant movies to play her as well. I know, it's, that's a long shot. Uh, oh, what's mm-hmm. just, just a thought. You don't think either one of those are a little young for the role, do you? No. Okay. I don't think so. Um, let me find sequels. Descendants 2. Uh, the cast on that was Diane Doan is the actress who plays okay. the daughter of Fa Mulan and Li Shang. And she right now, actual age is 28. I could see that. And I think she'd be perfect for it. Uh, she also joined the main cast of Cinemax's Warrior as the character of modeling as a series regular. Oh, cool. So, um... So, yeah, uh, she has also made small appearances on ABC's Once Upon a Time and TV Lands and Pastor and on History Channel's Vikings. So, uh, yeah, I I think she'd be great, personally. Um, I would love to see her as Afra. That'd be a good choice. Or the actress who's playing Milan in the live action. Those would be my top two choices. Okay. But... um, Unspeakable Rebel Superweapon continues, hiding out on the world where she grew up. Everyone's favorite scoundrelless Dr. Afra or scoundrel S Dr. Afra takes a um, takes a trip down memory memory lane. Turns out memory lane is a hellhole covered in the agonizing thermal landmines of emotional honesty and family dysfunction. Also, bounty hunters, lots and lots of bounty hunters. (laughs) And I'm loving this cover. Where she and someone else are riding on the back of, uh, oh, what's his name? The Wookiee. In a net similar to what R2-D2 was, was thrown in. Or not R2-D2, C-3PO was thrown in after he was blasted apart on Bespin. Oh, that one. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, back to Eric for number three. Three. Final pick of the week. Okay. So, uh, my final pick of the week, my last trade paperback pick of the week, is Tomb of Dracula, Day of Blood, Night of Redemption by Marv Wolfman and Gene Colan. Experience Dracula's terrifying return in this lavishly illustrated tale of horror. Supernatural Dream Team, Marv Wolfman, Gene Cullen, and Al Williamson reopened the Tomb of Dracula in this prestige format series for Marvel's epic imprint, collected for the first time. Dracula is dead, but his last living descendant, Frank Drake, is being manipulated by a shadowy occult investigator who plans to revive the Lord of the Vampires. But when Dracula comes roaring back to life, can Blade the Vampire Hunter be far behind? The Vampire King is once again free to stalk the Earth, but that world has changed much in his absence. As Dracula targets Frank's wife and concocts a gruesome scheme to obtain power via human sacrifice, can Drake, Blade, and their ragtag band return him to his eternal grave? This is collecting 1991's Tomb of Dracula, number one through four. Oh, that's cool. So, Kylan... Your final pick of the week. My final pick is Punisher Annual, number one, 
uh, brought to us by Carla Pacheco, Adam Gorham, and Dustin Weaver. Punisher versus Brood Queen. The man who lives to punish the foulest parasites of humanity. The most monstrous parasite in the galaxy. Zero gravity. Zero <clears throat> given. It's the Punisher versus a brood queen like you've never seen before. Because this time, Earth's own Frank Castle got a rocket. Who put Castle in the cockpit? And how will he in his muckraking stowaway, Jay, Jonah Jameson, tolerate each other long enough to survive? Only Carla Pacheco of Rick and Morty and Sam Gorham of the New Mutants, Dead Souls, and Rocket and the Violent have answers. Have the answers you need. I am definitely getting this book. I'm calling my yes. I'm calling my shop tomorrow. To make sure I get this. <laughs> oh my god! Frank Castle and J. Jonah Jameson in a rocket. In a rocket. <laughs> Jeez. I'm done. Oh my god, that's awesome. I'm done. I I I'm done. Just that's it. <laughs> Stick a fork in Kylan. He's done. Uh, my first I, my first night back, folks. I, I predict one of these two, if not both, are dead by the end of the book. <laughs> Frank Castle and J. Jonah Jameson in an enclosed space <sighs> in space. Oh, why? Yeah. why I can only imagine. I want to know what substances were being for for that to even come up. It's better not known. Yeah, <sighs> it's better not known. I'm done. Well, my final pick of the week is Star Wars Tider Tie Fighter number four. It's four or five. Uh, a new mission, a portrayal from one of their own. Is the squadron even ready to fly again after so many losses? And who are these new pilots who think they're good enough to join the ranks of Shadow Wing? And this has been a great series. It really has. Um, and I know most of y'all are going, well, you always pick Star Wars books. Well, that's what most of my reading is, the Star Wars books. I mean, I do pick up a few others here and there, or a lot of times I pick up the trade paperbacks because I'm so far behind in the series, but they're books. But I pick the individual books of the trade paperbacks I do pick up. Um, Star Wars is one I have every issue that has come out between the regular titles, the True Believers, which are reprints, and I understand the reprints, mm -hmm. but I have every issue. If it says Marvel and Star Wars, I have it. So that's my final pick of the week. So uh, now over to Eric for the MU pick. My MU pick. Now, I do usually try to make my MU pick uh, relevant to something we've discussed earlier on the show or one of my regular picks. And this time around is no exception. Um, the MU pick, my MU pick for this week is Tomb of Dracula, Volume 1, Number 1. Uh, from April of 1972. Now, Dracula actually made his first appearance in a Marvel comic in Suspense from 1951, but that one's not on Marvel Unlimited. Right. So basically, you've got a very similar story to the trade paperback I mentioned earlier. It does mention Frank Drake. Uh, who is a descendant of the legendary Count Dracula. He's come to Transylvania with his girlfriend, Jean. Uh, hijinks ensue. Uh, Dracula is resurrected. And again, more hijinks ensue. <laughs> I, I don't want to give away the whole thing. Right. It's uh, It does not have a happy ending. Not for Frank, anyway. But uh, it... <sighs> 
I kind of like some of these older horror based Marvel comics because you know you can get jaded to the whammo blammo super powered uh you know shoot 'em ups these horror is not really a genre that's that's explored often these days right and this one had this one has a a quite a an old time horror movie feel mhm so yeah i I heartily recommend it awesome. Nice. We'll have to check it out. And I believe next week will be Kylan with the pick. It will. And now I have something awesome. So, well, quick final thoughts. Spider-Man Far From Home tops Spider-Verse in total box office in just eight days. So that's that's cool. Now, um, we're talking about this before the show started. And there's I, I saw an article where. If it doesn't meet a certain goal, if this one does not meet a certain goal, Spider-Man leaves the MCU and goes back to sole control by Sony. Correct. And, Mike, I think you said that was $1 billion I worldwide? So. I think so. Okay. According to Box Office Mojo, uh, as of this evening, uh, Spider-Man has gotten over $600 million worldwide. Yeah. I, $613 million. We'll see what happens. Yeah. I don't think they'll have a problem getting there. Nope. So, and I hope it does because I don't want Sony to get back sole control of it, and that sounds bad. But I think Marvel, the, I think Marvel Studios has done Spider-Man right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, second, John Wick writer Derek Kolstad has signed on to write the new adventures of Bucky Barnes and Sam Wilson. You're going to make me lose my mind over this. Up You're going to make me up in here. Yes, yes, yes. Sorry, no, I'm not. <laughs> I hate to say it, but the first time I ever heard that song was in uh, um, the Keanu Reeves movie where he plays the little league coach, little league baseball coach. I've never seen that movie. I can't think of it now. Oh, well. Oh, well. Maybe next week. And then finally, uh, Marvel's making a major change to Jane Austen. They are bringing her back. As not Jane Austen. I mean, Jane Foster. Jane Austen, Jane Austen wrote the comic book Pride and Prejudice. Yeah. Jane Foster, yeah. and she is coming back as Valkyrie. I like it. So I like it. it makes sense. Uh, other than that, any other final thoughts? Uh, is it wrong that I want to see Jane Austen as the show title? Man, as would, Jane Austen. I will do it. Jane Austen is going to make us lose our mind up in here. I don't know. I like that. I like that. <laughs> Behind the scenes, we pull back the curtain. This is how we do this. This is how we do this now. <laughs> this is how oh. we do it. I'm done. I'm, I'm, I'm just, wow. Uh, that's, what we got. That's, what y'all get. that's what y'all get for leaving me alone two weeks ago. I, dude, With I, a guy I from DC guys. Comics. I, I dude, I didn't realize how desperate things were. If if I, if I could have made it back last week, I would have. I'm mm, I'm sorry, dude. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> any other final thoughts? Wasn't this enough? Maybe. Okay. So, um, at this point in time, Thursday, if you would. No sign of unusual brain activity. Yeah, you're right there. We knew that. So it's time to go dark. <laughs>
I'm sorry about that little show back there, but we thought it best to break it to you slowly. 